G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Welcome to the program. Thank you, Catherine. Is this concerning to you? I think it has to be concerning to any sensible person that a society is willing to abandon their youngest members uh, in a way like this. It's um, very hard, I think, for a sensible person to think that a child is able to make such a monumental decision given their capacity mentally and, and given the fact that this decision has to be made at a time when they're not well. Given that the country introduced euthanasia laws uh, back in 2002, I believe, are you surprised that it's taken this next step and introduced it for for the young? Um, Is there any further consequences? It's interesting. Um, Belgium is obviously next door to Holland, which has had euthanasia in place for a long time. But Belgium seems to be going down the slippery slope more quickly than Holland has. I'm told you can buy a euthanasia kit uh, in a chemist in Belgium for around 30 euros. It's, um, it has uh, also gone down the path of allowing um, euthanasia for people who are unable to give consent much more quickly um, than they have in Holland. In fact, there was one year that, that more people were killed with euthanasia without consent than the number with. Um, so in some ways, it seems the idea that suffering is something that can't be tolerated has really seemed to engulf that, that society in quite an overwhelming way because, yes, it is a very fast development to, to have gotten to this stage already. Um, the law passed with a majority of votes, 86 to 44, with 12 people abstaining. Why, did, why did they want this law? Well, I, I think that you have to look behind it, sort of the the mentality that accepts euthanasia. I was in the Netherlands last year and had a long conversation with one of the members of the the committee that actually screens all the euthanasia requests for that country, and it's quite obvious that they just don't think suffering is something that should be tolerated, and that they don't see that there is any benefit in someone suffering. It's, and they don't have well-developed palliative care services. They, they don't seem to be aware of just how much can now be done for people who uh, have difficult symptoms. But also the psychological suffering that comes with having to come to terms with the fact that your life is soon going to end is, is something that has been greatly studied recently. There are new... Um, psycho-oncology interventions to help people deal with this idea that they're going to die and how they can work through it and come to a place of peace before they die. This just doesn't seem to have had any impact in in these countries and the idea is that well as soon as we we know that you're going to die you know there's there's no benefit in staying alive any longer. In fact when I was there I, I heard of oncologists saying uh, you know, we, we don't have any more chemo 
therapy options, we advise you to look into euthanasia. The whole idea that there is a time of life during which you know you are soon going to die can have any benefit at all has been completely lost. What is the benefit of suffering, I guess, uh, to accept suffering in that process? Well, I think that certainly for the church, there are lots of um, benefits to suffering that uh, I talked about, such as strengthening faith and and uh, developing perseverance, which, of course, are not going to be at all impressive for the general public. But in my work in palliative care, I have seen people who... I think it's quite common when you suddenly realise you're going from a person who is going to live indefinitely to a person whose life is going to end soon. Life can become more precious because the days are numbered and it's a time when people often seek out people with whom they've had differences in the past. We see family reconciliations. We see people um, deciding what's really important in their life and giving it priority. Um, it's even though it's a time of physical um, difficulty at some times, and and as I say, there there are a lot of developments in palliative care that have greatly reduced and continue to reduce the amount of physical suffering. People may suffer physically, but grow so much emotionally and psychologically and spiritually that in fact, I've heard people say that the months leading up to their death were the happiest times in their life because it's a very rich time where you really get a chance to think about what you've done in your life and and the people that you love. And it it can be a, a, a stage of personal growth that just isn't available to you at any other time. Are there any things that you're concerned about with this legislation? Well, I, I am concerned that a child who... Um, is not thought to be mature enough to drive or or vote in Belgium is now considered to be mature enough to make an informed decision about whether they want to die, which is, of course, a very permanent decision. But I think we also have to be aware that there is no definition of what suffering involves. We know that children are very intuitive. They will see that their parents are suffering. They um, will be concerned that their parents are finding it very difficult for them to be to be sick, and I am very concerned about the risks of coercion with this law. That even if parents don't tell a child that euthanasia is what they should choose, that once the children know it is available, that they will feel obliged to please their parents in this way, and because of their immaturity, not realise really what they're doing. Mm-hmm. We know that. The euthanasia laws for children who are disabled in Holland, the suffering um, that is required to um, allow this to take place includes the suffering of the parents. And, and I think that it's a very ominous sign when, um, when this kind of a law becomes available. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.